And I'd say, Mom, why is everybody looking at me? And I was just very stressed out. Everywhere I go, everyone's always looking at me. And she goes, baby, it's because you're beautiful. And I was like, oh, is that right? And since then, I have zero stress with people looking at me. I really want to thank you for taking the time to be here this morning. No, thank you. I'm, I was so excited to come here and be on your podcast. I've been watching your podcast, and like, there's so many different types of people and different like subjects. And I was like, I'm I'm a singer. Am I gonna fit into this podcast? I but just showed you one of the singers, yeah. the, one of the person I sang, the sings. Mm. And who else do I have? Do I have any other singers? I have one, two people that play saxophone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of them, one of them sings. The other one started to sing, yeah. but she's very popular on the sax. Nice. And the other guy, Glenn, is a singer. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's been on twice, and he he said that he wants to come on again, <laughs> which I always love my people to come back. Uh huh. You know. But I'm so happy. You know why? None this is number 200. 200. 200. 200 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I couldn't have had a better person on here. I mean, all my people are fantastic, I must say. Everyone, all of you that have been on here on the podcast, thank you so much. There's no way I could have done this if it weren't for all of you. And for all of you that are to come, I hope we make it up another 200 and keep on going. Aisha, again, I want to thank you. You said we should talk about yeah. the fact that you went to school with my son. Yeah. So they went to school with you. And Lewis and Lance. And yeah. That's right. You didn't, you didn't know Lonnie and Lucian, but you probably met Lonnie I, later. I've, I've definitely seen him around school, but I've never had like Well, they weren't in school. They didn't go to that school. They went to YS. YS, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, started, we all started off in St. Moore together? St. Moore, And then yes. we transferred to YS. Oh. You went to YS? Yeah. I, I transferred for my junior and my senior year. Because St. Moore wouldn't let me, like, model and wouldn't let me, like, do my singing career stuff. And so. And you forgot all about the time you did the <laughs> talent show. I was in a talent, yeah, I guess. That was a talent show at St. Moore. Yeah. And I, I watched you. I don't remember. I was in all the choirs, and we would perform a lot in right, choir. Right, I guess I was in talent no, shows. No, you were. There was, one, there was a talent show, and I think, yeah. I know you got up and you sang yeah. while they did their break dancing or whatever. The boys did their Yes. Break- so yes. we perform together. Do they you remember do. that? I think they do. Yeah? I'm sure they do. <laughs> uh, I'm going to text Lewis and like Lance and be like, Yeah, ask Lance and Lewis. And I'm pretty sure they did a break dance and something together. If I'm wrong, yeah. they'll take it back. And I don't know if I, uh-uh. if I recorded it, I'm going to try to find yeah, it. Yeah, I really want to see. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm nervous, though. Like I'm, no, you I'm good. good now, but back yeah. then. There you I'm, go. I was all right. That's what I like to hear. I'm good yeah. now. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Where were you born, Aisha? I was born in Yokohama. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you say, Aisha Yokohama? Yeah, so Yokohama. Because that isn't your last name. No, it's not. It's okay. Aisha Lari. Right. <laughs> or like my Instagram name is Aisha Dayo, which in Japanese means Aisha Dayo, like uh, I am Aisha. Right. And every time I go to America, everyone's like, is Dayo your last name? And no, it's not. So you, you go frequently between the two. Yeah, I go... Right. Uh, before Corona, I used to go a lot more often, but um, I actually just went like a few months ago to LA. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I had such a good time. Now, when you were, when you were growing up, you yeah. grew up where? Where were you born? I grew up in uh, since I was in elementary school. I was in Saint Moore. You never yeah. went to Japanese school. Um, like kindergarten. Hoikuin or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I went to Japanese one and like. Mm. 
I tried, my parents tried to make me go to a Japanese school, elementary school, but um, being different and my being different looking, I was picked on a lot. And so they you were remember like, this? Yeah, I remember. Okay. And so my parents were like, oh, we can't take her to a Japanese school because she'll get have a horrible time. And so that's why I went to an international school. What about your brother? My brother went to St. Mary's. In so Stockholm he never went to Japanese school? Uh, probably not. I only went for like half a year, though. I didn't, okay. Yeah, I didn't go for a long time. Because he's three years and a little bit older yeah. than you. Yeah, yes, yes. Are you guys close? Very close. Willie is my homie. He's my bestie. Do you he guys comes look, to my Do you guys shows. look the same? Do you guys look similar? Uh, yeah. Like a few days ago, I had an event with J-Wave and okay. DJ Taro, and my brother yeah. came to see, and when people were like, oh, can we take your picture? And I was like, oh, that's my brother. And everyone's like, y'all look the same. <laughs> they did? They yeah, said, yeah. Is he, is he, how much taller than you is he's he? He's like, he's 180, do you know centimeters? Yes, 185. Oh, so he's taller than me. He's like, yeah, he's he's like six foot one or six dude. foot two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is he's, he heavy too, or is he tight? No, nah, he's, he's slender. He used to like model for like Uniqlo and lots of like Japanese uh, brands, be in magazines and stuff. Right. He's a pretty boy. Did he get Did he get married? Is he married yet? Uh, not yet, almost. Okay. But almost, almost. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have no clue. Okay, okay. <laughs> what about yourself? Um, I'm I'm um, I'm single for okay. now. All yeah. Right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Is that something you want to do someday? You think? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think as a singer, it's difficult to figure out when you want to like settle down because you're always like moving around, traveling all the time, going to places, and like focusing on your career. But yeah, for sure, definitely one day I'd love to. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Do you want to have kids too? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I just can't imagine working and having kids at the same time. I don't know how people balance that, like as a woman especially, but. I, I think I'd love to one day. Is that yeah. right? Where would you live? Do you think you'd live here in the States? That's a difficult subject because like work-wise, I really want to go to America. Well, um, why, do, why do you want to go to America work-wise? Um, so I was signed to Sony Music when I was 16 years old. And so I never had the chance to live in America because um, for college, I had to stay in Japan because I had to work. And um, I, I, it was a dream come true, obviously. I'm very thankful. But I've never, ever lived in America before. And I've always wanted, my brother has, my cousin has, you know, everybody in my family has, and my friends Your have. Your mother's lived in America? My mom, my mom has never lived in America. Okay, you see, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm including everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I've always wanted to, so, mm -hmm. yeah. So you're going to do that. Are you still with Sony? Uh, not anymore. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. So who I are you still. with now? Right now, I'm with the independent label, and um, I've been in the same agency called Dynamics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, since I was 16. So that's so Sony had you through there. They had you in the uh, same agency. No, no, I started off with Dynamics Agency, and he, uh, they took me to all these different um, record labels, and I got into every single record label in Japan, and we chose Sony because they had the best to offer to best deal right yeah and how long was that deal that a lot five years yeah right. yeah, yeah but okay. no no not five years so I was signed at 16 okay. but I wasn't ready to like perform yet and I wasn't you know um, so they had to like teach me how to perform and sing and dance and so when I was 20 is the first time that I released like a full album okay. yeah from then on five years so a pretty long like 10 10 years ish
that. Okay. Let's yeah. take you back to elementary school. When you were in elementary school, what kind of child were you? Were you more academic or were you more sports minded? Um, well, so I started off in uh, St. Moore. St. Moore is a difficult school to, to it's, the education is very difficult. Like everybody's like a nerd there. <laughs> yeah, I mean that as a compliment. Um, and so I had to really study and make sure my grades were good because, I mean, the school is expensive and I have to make it worth it. So I was like a decent student, but uh, sports-wise, I played basketball from elementary, middle school, and high school. What did you like the most? Yeah. Did you like the academic? Well, you didn't have a choice academically yeah. because the school just forced you to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sports-wise, were you, were you sports really wise, into it? I loved it. I loved it after school being able to play basketball with, with you know the people that I'm close with going to uh, tournaments with everybody it was it was an experience yeah so when, so when did music get into your life or yeah you know? well, when I was in first grade I joined a choir for the first time and there was my uh, the music the choir teacher was a black woman called Mrs. Bridgewater I know her yeah and her sister Oh, no way. Yes. Yeah, she Cheryl. has a twin sister. I, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, Beryl and Cheryl. Yeah. And so when I was in choir, first grade, um, I was w singing with the whole crew, a uh, whole group. And then she was walking past. She stopped. She looked at me. She said, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can sing. <laughs> and so she started, she told me that I have, like, a really good voice and I should do something with it. And she was the one that really guided me, you know, through singing and she taught me how to sing better. I took, we had like one-on-one -on -one classes and she taught me to like perform and. Cheryl's the one that got you started. Yeah, she is the one, definitely. She's still there, isn't she still there? She, or she's, I think. Or she's doing she something She went to Thailand for a bit. I think she came back to Japan. Because you know her, her yeah. sister was mm -hmm. my English teacher at Temple. No way. I took a class there at Temple. Wait, you're not I was way, English. no, I was way over that age. Matter yeah. of fact, we're the same age. Yeah? Both me, Cheryl, and Bill wow. are the same age. But she said, don't you tell anybody in here how, <laughs> how old I am. <laughs> I was in her class. I nice. took a semester with her. Yeah. I sure did. Nice. Just to go on. Okay. When they had temple over here, right mm. off um, Sakura Dore. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, when they were in that office building there. I think oh, that's the where old that's one. Where you went. That's where you yeah, went. Yeah, the new one looks that's really right. nice. I'm so angry that I wasn't. You missed it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah, so angry. It looks really. Have you been to the new one? No, I haven't. It's so nice. And you, I haven't been to, to the the well, the new YS. I haven't been to that. Either. I haven't either. And the one in it moved to Homoku. It sure did. I can't believe it moved to Homoku. Can you believe it? We're so far from the station. It's so it inconvenient for the kids. It is. It is. It is. So anyway, so growing up, <laughs> were you and your brother yeah. growing up? You yeah. remember doing a lot of stuff with your brother? Is he with into my music? Brother, um, so whenever my mom would drive me and my brother to school when we were younger, um, I'd be always singing in the car, and my brother would always harmonize to me singing. And so I didn't know how, how to harmonize until Willie, my brother's name's William, until Willie started harmonizing on me, and that's how I learned to, like, harmonize. My brother would always do, like, like a beautiful harmony on whatever I sang. So he, he has like perfect pitch. Is that right? Yeah, he sounds great. And he plays no instruments or doesn't do anything or uh, does he? No, he, I think he used to play something in like high school or something. Okay. But uh, yeah, he's, well, yeah. Tell me about dad, where was dad in the my picture? My dad, yeah, my dad, um, he was a very, 
he was an amazing musician, trombonist. He's still with us, right? Uh, he's in. He lives in America, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, oh, he's, he's alive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're making it sound like he, <laughs> nah, he nah. was no, no. this. He doesn't uh, uh, perform anymore, so that's okay. what I meant. Yeah. All right, all right. But he was a very famous, uh, very amazing trombonist, and he uh, toured with like Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Diana Ross, Confunction. Like uh, the most famous people in America, they uh, toured with, and he's in the Ongen um, uh, recordings as well. And then after that, he had an opportunity to uh, be a trombonist at Disneyland in Tokyo. And my mom was a singer and dance can can girl and singer in Disneyland, and that's how they met. So you had Cheryl helped you to yeah. sing. Mm -hmm. She started to push you through. Yes. Then what happened? And then, so, when I was like 13, 12, 13 years old, my mom was wanted to take me to a, I don't know, dosokai in English, I don't know what you, what you call it, a gathering of students, Okay. a student gathering mm -hmm. when she was in high school or something, uh, college, there was a gathering for her friends, and she brought me, and it was at a bar, <laughs> I was too young. I was at a bar with a stage, and it was Christmas time. And I went to the bartender, like, can I sing a Christmas song? And so I went on stage, I took the microphone, and I started singing, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And I sang the Christmas song. Right. And then this crowd was loud. Everybody was drunk. But people stopped, and they all listened to my Christmas song. My now boss of the agency was in that crowd. I was signed to his agency and he took me to all the record labels in Japan and he got me to sign with Sony, uh, Sony Music. How did, how did you do that? What made you decide? I don't know, all the most <laughs> famous musicians and singers are all from Sony so I was, um, I always looked up to Sony and BMG and yeah. Right, mm -hmm. so when you saw that you said, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Mm -mm. All right, so after that, what happened from then? After that, so I was signed to Sony Music when I was like, like 16, I think. And then for four years, um, they taught, they gave me like singing lessons and dancing lessons, vocal training, and um, I learned to perform a lot better. And at 20, I released my first album, first uh, major album. Do you know, you know Run DMC, yeah? Yes. Um, my first song was featuring DMC from Run DMC. We performed together at Central Park in New York, and you know that song, Walk This Way, Talk This Way? We did that together, and I sang Aerosmith's part, and it was, it was, that was like one of the, you know, first major performances that I ever did, so I was shaking, <laughs> I couldn't hold the mic. <laughs> Tell me this, Aisha, what was the most, yeah. what would you consider to be some of the hardest things? If, let's say you yeah. were going to talk yeah. to your child. My child, okay. Let's say you have a child, you have a little girl, and she's going on the path that you went on. Mm -hmm. What would you start to prepare her for? What is she going to run into? Okay, when you're on stage, when you're performing, when you see the crowd's reaction, if they look stiff or if they, don't, if look, if they look like they're not having a good time, don't let that get to you. Um, because sometimes, like for example, after my show, sometimes I'll see someone like really like glare at me or not look like they're not having fun at all. But after the show, they come running to me and they tell the same person that was glaring and looked like they're not having a good time, come up to me and they're like, that was the best show I've ever seen. And I'm like, oh, I thought you hated it. So you can't, 
sometimes you, you can't read someone's vibe or how, how someone reacts to your performance. Like, especially in Japan, some people just like open their mouth and just like they stare at you and you're like, oh, they hate it. But so you can't judge how someone feels. So you just have to do your best and try to get them to enjoy the, the performance and your singing or whatever. So don't freak out by the audience's reaction. Just give it your best, enjoy it, have fun. And they'll, if you're having fun, they're, they're going to have fun too. Have you ever had a time yeah. when you got up there and it just... Of course. Deer in headlights? Yeah. Um, for example, every year I perform with a very famous jazz band called Jazztronic. And we perform at Billboard Tokyo and Osaka. And we tour Japan. And uh, I've done it for a few years now, so I'm, I'm a little more used to it. But, but the first year that we did it together... Oh God, the, when you're on stage and when the spotlight is hitting you, it's so bright that you can't see anyone in the audience. And it, it's so bright that you kind of like, you get lightheaded, it's burning hot on stage. It's like, it's a lot to deal with, you know? And on top of that, you have all these difficult songs that you have to learn, memorize and sing and perform. And you have, you can't look like it's difficult. You have to look like, it's easy, you know, this is, I got this. Are you having fun, you know? So those, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to faint on stage or like I forget my lyrics, but I can't let anybody know that I'm freaking out. So, so, yeah. so, even, so when you do, when there's been a time when you forgot a lyric, yeah, how did you cover it? It depends. So I, sometimes if I've completely forgotten it during a song, I might freeze for a second, but I'll be like, so are you guys having fun tonight? Like, how are you feeling? Let me hear you say, oh, and like, and then once I can remember it back, I can go back to the song. Got you, got you, got you. <laughs> or, how, long, yeah. how long does it take for you to remember, I mean, to, to learn a song? <laughs> how I memorize lyrics is I, I picture what is happening in the song, or like, if I'm singing, uh, if I'm singing, the sun will rise, I will picture a sun, picture in, move my hands, gesture, the sun will rise, and like put my hands up as if the sun is actually rising. And that's how I memorize my lyrics, by gestures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I woke, I, I woke up alone in my beautiful home. Don't think about you no more. I'm getting better every day. I use my hands. I don't think about you. I'm getting better every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and so that's how I memorize my lyrics. Okay. By, by, by telling the yeah, by gesture, I kind of lead myself to the direction of the lyrics. When yeah. did you start to know that you had vibrato? Because isn't that impo is that important for a singer? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't really focus on whether or not I have vibrato. I just focus on whether I sound good. <laughs> yeah. Getting the pitch and everything yeah. else. Yeah. I was going to ask you: this, Is there anything you do like to prepare, like for your voice, or d uh, what about care and stuff? Because your voice is your instrument yeah that's right i used to take vocal lessons regularly but i kind of already know how to warm up my voice and for example if my voice is very raspy on a day that i have to sing i'll start humming mm, just by humming you can get your vocal cords like re relax and sound better just just by humming right. and and you have to hum mm, while, while you're in the bath it really helps it really makes 
a difference for makes me. Makes a difference. Or if I'm recording in the studio for hours and hours and hours, and my voice is drying out, I'll go to the convenience store and I'll buy famichiki chicken. Famichiki, okay. Yeah, uh, from the convenience store. And once I eat chicken, the oil, the grease, it like it, it fixes my voice. Lubricates your voice. Or yeah, your, your and I can hit notes again. That's interesting. I thought it was just me, but lots of the other singers say the same thing. Oh, so you talked to people and yeah. they told you, they said that's yeah. their technique. It's like, what do you do when your voice is messed up? We're like, I eat chicken. I was like, oh, I eat chicken. <laughs> and they say for the same reason, oil yeah. content. It, it, just, it just does it. Or okay. if it's really bad, Red Bull. <laughs> but isn't that dangerous though? Because so much sugar. Uh, right, yeah, when I drink but isn't Red that, Bull. Doesn't that give you a high? Yeah, but it, it helps when you're in the studio for okay. hours in a closed environment with no windows, no air flowing through. It's just like it. You it's very difficult to keep your focus, keep your attention there. And so when you drink Red Bull, you get a little high, and you're like, "I got this, let's do it!" And like you kind of need that energy boost. So Red Bull, thank you. <laughs> My friend works at Red Bull. Is that right? Yeah, we went to college okay. together too. Okay. John, I think you're, John. Uh, your kids Lance, might know him. Lance did some stuff with Red Bull before yeah? too. Oh. Right. No, he knew some of the girls that were in those, you remember the used the, to drive the, those Yeah, kids? yeah. They had the, with the big Red the, Bull on yeah, it so when cute. they first came out. Mm -hmm. What's the longest recording you've ever had to do? I mean, oh, practice sessions. Or which ones do you dread? Um, How long would that be? The worst recordings I've ever had was while I was in college, in while I was going to Temple University. Um, so my schedule was insane. So I would be going to school. Right after school, I'd go to, straight to the studio, and we'll be recording till 1 a.m. And then I go home, I study for my exams, and then I go to school, I take my exams. I go to the, the library, I sleep for an hour, and then I go back to s class. It was just like, I was, it was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> How long did that last? Well, the whole time for while you were in college? a very long time. The four yeah. years you were at Temple? Like, yeah, N not every day, but. I understand. Weeks at a time, that would happen regularly. Did it ever make you feel like, look, maybe I should, get a job in administration uh, or something. Let my me. dream had, was to be a singer for so long, for so long, as a teenager. And so me getting closer to that dream, that goal, made me so happy and it was so, you know, like a dream come true, you know, experience. So I loved it, but it was extremely stressful. And I didn't want to go to college. I was like, well, I already have a job planned out for me. Why do I have to go to college for? But my mom was like, you were going to college. You never know what's going to happen. You're going to college. I was like, fine. What did you graduate with? What kind uh, of degree? Uh, journalism. Um, so you like to write. You like to write. Yeah. I just wanted to do something that was completely different from just in case. music. And I, wanted, I learned how to interview people, how to, how to make documentaries, how to edit videos on Final Cut. It was really cool. Yeah, it was a great experience. So out of the things you've done so far in your mm -hmm. career, because you've had, it's been over 10 years, 15 yeah, years? Yeah, 15 years? 10 years. Oh, 10 years, just say 10 years. Official debut from 20, so like almost 10 years, yeah. Almost 12 years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20. 10, so 12, 12 years, yeah. yeah. What is, give me some of the highlights. What are the three things you'd say, wow, during that time, these are things that I remember, boom, boom, and boom. Um, <laughs> the first one would be, 
The first time I sold out my own headliner show, I had a show at Shibuya WWW, which is like a big, a really nice venue in Shibuya. Do you know how many seats? Uh, like 500. Okay. Yeah, but it was my first time. And, you know, I had no clue if anyone was going to show up. You know, I didn't know who was listening to my music, how many people were listening, who was going to come to my show. And I was very nervous. And the staff were like, you know, if you don't sell this out, like, it's all your responsibility. Like, they were really pressuring me, too. And so they kept asking, like, can you handle it? Can you do it? And I was like, I think so. I don't know. But I was, like, very nervous. But when I did the show... It was completely packed, and there were there was about like a hundred people standing outside the venue watching the show through a screen because they wanted to see the show, and so that made gave me a lot of confidence. Oh, I'm doing the right thing, or like people enjoy what I'm making. Like um, I felt like oh, I have a strong purpose now because. How old were you at that time? Oh God, twenty. Oh, you in your twenties? Okay. Yeah, because I. So I released my first album at 20, so okay, okay. anything I've done as a singer career-wise has been, been in my 20s, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so 25. that's the first time. Yeah, first it was the time. first time. The fir uh, first time is the, the most nerve-wracking. And the, the day before, I couldn't sleep. I was panicking. I didn't know if anyone was going to show up, you know? And, you know, am I going to sing well? Is there people going to enjoy it? But it was great. Yeah, it was the best experience ever and when I was when I was singing on stage when I would turn the microphone the hundreds of people are singing my lyrics and I was like wow this is something that I've been dreaming of you know dreaming of since I was like a little girl and so it was just an amazing experience for me yeah that's one two yeah second one <laughs> I'm not letting you yeah. in on that <laughs> so that's my parents beautiful. met at Disneyland yes and so when I, was a ba when I was a kid, we'd go to Disneyland all the time. And so I've always wanted to work with Disney. And it was like a dream of mine, but I never had the opportunity. But in 2019, um, they chose me to sing for the Disney Orchestra tour. And I sang uh, like three locations. I think it was like uh, Tokyo, Osaka, and Nagoya. Yeah, three locations. And we... I toured with the Disney Orchestra and, you know, I sang all of the, mo the famous uh, Disney songs like Ariel, I want to be where the people are, I want to see, want to see them dancing, like all these, you know, all the Disney songs that I loved as a kid and I got to wear this beautiful dress and perform. And that was a dream come true for me. You're too. the only singer? Yeah, me, uh, the girl was only me and another man for the duets. Yeah, we'd sing them the Cinderella song. So this is love. So this is love. So this. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, and we'd harmonize together, and it was, you know, singing with Prince Charming was really nice too. That's nice. Yeah. That's two. Two. Okay, my third <laughs> one. My third one. Uh, okay, so do you know what Zumba is? Yes. Yeah. I, remember, I mean, I know the girl that actually brought it over, but she didn't get credit for it. Oh. For the guy, and he gave it to someone else. Oh, know. my, okay. Zumba, yes. So, I make songs for Zumba. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad you didn't know, know earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I made this song for Zumba, and the, the, the owner of Zumba, Beto Perez, really liked it. He's like, come to America, perform with us, and... You know, let's do recordings. Let's shoot your music video in America. And I was like, 
okay, I didn't really, at the time, I didn't really know about Zumba. So I was like, it was like a dancing thing. Okay, whatever. Let's do it. I went and it was, Zumba is huge in America. Like, it's crazy. Even now. In, even now, not just America, America, Europe, Japan is, is, is starting to go down. A little, yeah. Because it's faddish, yeah. Yeah. But so they brought me to Orlando mm-hmm. in Florida. Huge conventions. They rented out all the Hilton hotels and like three, four hotels, the biggest hotels in the area. And they rented out this huge convention hall center where like Shakira, Bruno Mars, like um, all these very famous people perform at. You know Timbaland, the DJ? <laughs> yeah. Timbaland performed before me. I, the it, same day? Or on the same day. Like, like I, I, right after Timbaland's performance. Why would you? Why I would, know. It's crazy. And so you know how. Wait, wait, he, wait, he was doing this for Zumba too? Yeah, yeah. So Zumba brought out some heavy hitters. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. For, for, I the, for this show, huge show. And the stage, how I, how I got on stage was like, you know how Michael Jackson yeah, popped, up, yeah. popped up from the bottom? That's how I got on stage. But I was like, I'm from Japan. No one's going to know me. What is the point of this? But they made me do it anyway. So I popped up. And the whole crowd went nuts. <laughs> Every single person knew my song. And they, thousands of people, it's like a crazy view. Thousands of people do the same choreography to my song. I've never seen anything like it was an intense experience. And after the show, for like two hours, people were standing in line waiting for autographs and like uh, pictures together. And so, yeah, working with Zumba was an amazing experience for me, too. Yeah, it, it gave me a chance to perform in America, make, you know, English songs. And I didn't know that I could do that. So it made me have a chance to be more international, right. which is great, you know, because I'm from little tiny Japan. So. But how do you feel when you're walking around Japan? Do people, I'm yeah. sure people recognize yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. What's your response when they do? How do what's, what, what happens here when people what recognize happens? you? Uh, how, how, what happens? How do I react? Yeah. Um, I say, do you want to take a picture? Like, you know, if sometimes someone would be like, oh, my, my, my girlfriend is a huge fan. I'd be like, turn your camera on. Hey, girlfriend, hi, send this to her. <laughs> you know, we'll take pictures or I'll sign something. You've never felt a time when you felt like it was yeah. a little bit too much? Uh, I, I, peep, anyone that likes my music and enjoys it, it makes me so happy. It ma- it's like, oh, I'm so happy that it's touched so many people. Like, do you know TikTok, the app? So my songs have blown up on that app. And so there's like, hundreds and hundreds of videos of like um, high schoolers or like you know kids like dancing to my songs and stuff and so whenever I perform that song like kids run from every direction to see my show can you do you benefit from that I mean financially uh, in any way uh, do I from TikTok well from because of TikTok my YouTube plays and my streaming on uh, like Spotify Apple music all of them have gone way higher so in the end, I have benefited. I see. From I see. Yeah. So not directly from TikTok, yeah, but, but as a result of it, that's like it's yeah. like advertising. Basically. Let me ask you this, Aisha. So when you when you do that on TikTok, so your other stuff going up, what was it before it started to blow up? I mean, what what were you basically averaging before you saw it go? So my stuff blew up through TikTok. Be- before that, 
I didn't really have a blow up, but people that were like, so because I performed with DMC and I also, you know, Guru from Gangstar, we, we like toured together and we did like, we performed at Billboard Music and, and so people that were really into hip hop or really into like, like black music in Japan um, really came to my shows and like bought my music and stuff. But once I made more pop music, once I, so during Sony, I was making more, more R&B music. But after I switched from Sony, I, I made more pop music, more like easy listening, like easy to dance to listen to, stuff that you'd want to sing at a karaoke. And so since then, my stuff blew up. So what were the numbers? Were you yeah. in the hundreds of thousands before that? So or were you in the my my song? I have a song called "Shy Demo Io." Yes, <coughs> I know that song. Yeah, do you? I do. <laughs> so that song on YouTube has uh, none, uh, seven million views. Right. And the streaming on on Spotify only has I think three million. Okay. What I'm doing right now. Yeah. 40 people might look at it, mm -mm. or 40 views. Mm -hmm. And then if it gets to the hundreds, whoa, we've gone viral. <laughs> That's how we you know, viral. And Lance nice. is dead. Yeah. You have to work hard mm -hmm. to only get 100 people mm -hmm. watch your stuff. And it being sarcastic, mm -hmm. basically, you're not even there yet. <laughs> he said, when you blow up, yeah. it'll be in the hundreds of thousands. Mm -hmm. You'll hit a million. And it won't take a long time. Mm -hmm. That's when people start watching your thing. Mm -hmm. He said, Dad, get Aisha on, and you'll see what viral is. <laughs> That's what he told me. So really? I'm going to see. That's is that Lewis or Lance? Lance. Lance! <laughs> Lance is my oldest, so I talk with Lance oh, all the time. I wanted I to see him. I was wondering if he'd be around today. Was no, he not? he's not here now. Yeah. We, can, we can worry. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you guys, you guys all know each other. Yeah. So whatever. Well, I don't know. Because I, I wrote him after you told me that we are, our communication got mixed up because I don't so use Lance so much. Line. And I said, Lance, her stuff has disappeared. No, it hasn't. And I said, I said, it has disappeared. So I'm thinking maybe our agent said, no, you're not going to go on his YouTube thing. That's so itty bitty, but no. Oh, no, 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 I know, no. I know. I said, he said, he yeah. said, you know what he said? He said, Dad, that's not Aisha. She's not yeah. like that. And I said, okay. I'm just saying, I don't think it's her. I think it's her could be her agents. They've invested a lot of money in her. They're not going <laughs> to yeah, just let her do anything. No, I can do whatever I want. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're doing this now. But this is, this is something that's a, a work for me, a passion. Mm. And I'm happy when I can get the kind of people like yourself mm. and other people that I get on here. I'm just yeah. so happy that people are willing to come on this podcast and share mm. their lives with me. Mm. And that's what you're doing. And Thank I really you. appreciate it. Thank you for asking all no, these really so good, good questions. No, I'm not finished. <laughs> I'm not finished. So anyway, so, so you're telling me, so that's, you blew up then. And I saw the seven million, because that's, that's even on LinkedIn now. Oh, yeah. So I made that's a LinkedIn, LinkedIn account. What kid? Yes. Yeah. Right before that's I performed on LinkedIn. at that's Tokyo what I American Club. I was LinkedIn. Like, oh, Bingo. I and you put practicing at Tokyo American Club, and that's starting to hit it. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Going, wow. No, it's because you started commenting on it or something, and that's yeah. why your followers saw it, and then, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. happening. No, your stuff is going up. And yeah. you never stop. Is this something you can't expect? I'm just asking mm -hmm. this question now. As an entertainer, there's never a time when you can stop. Am I right? There's never a time when you can stop. What do you mean? No. Promoting or being there. Um, when you come outside, yeah, you yeah. have to be on stage. When I walk outside? What yes. I mean, once you come out your house. Yeah. The only free, to free time you have is in your home. That's what I'm assuming. Um, you, have to be, you have to be prepared for someone coming up and maybe knowing you or whatever. 
It's not annoying. I love it when people recognize. Not say annoying. Yeah. I said you have to kn people knowing. You. Annoying. Oh, knowing, not annoying. <laughs> knowing you. I'm sorry. This is my uh, black English. <laughs> um, yeah. I since I was really young, wherever I go, people are constantly looking at me because I look different. My hair used to be like puffy, like Minnie Mouse, and you know, I, my skin color is different, and so I'm used to people constantly staring at me. And when I was young. Uh, I was really stressed out by it, and I was like, why is everyone always looking at me? And now, I was which like, young? I'm, I don't know. It's very young. Just a kid. Okay. And so I'd come home, and I'd say, Mom, why is everybody looking at me? And I was just very stressed out. Everywhere I go, everyone's always looking at me. And she goes, baby, it's because you're beautiful. And I was like, oh, is that right? And since then, I have zero stress with people looking at me. I'm <laughs> like... Look, baby. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you probably feel a little different yeah. when you go to the States because everyone looks and you say, Why well, nobody looking at you? Yeah, me yes, there. exactly. That's happened yeah. to me. Yeah. Here um, you're someone, there yeah. you're not. What yeah. I used to do with my sons is this they come up here and I'd say, yeah. um, Who do you love more than anybody else in the whole wide world? Like Lewis said, mm -hmm. if you saw his podcast, yeah. and I taught them to say this, I'd have parents come up and they'd say, Ask my kids to come up and ask them who they love more than anyone else in the whole wide world. And their answer always was themselves. Okay. And the reason why I told him to say that, yeah. and it's just, as soon as they start to understand is because dad can lose his mind, mother can use, lose their mind. Mm -hmm. You've got to learn to love you. Mm -hmm. And after that, then it should be your family. Mm -hmm. Your best friends are your brothers, mm -hmm. your mother and your father. Mm -hmm. But you've got to love you more than anyone else. Oh, Self-love. Before anything else. That's the first thing. Not being a narcissist or anything like mm -hmm. that. You've got to look just inside Just a healthy first. love. Because how many people do you know can actually look in the mirror and tell themselves they love themselves mm. most people aren't willing to do that because right. they know everything about themselves mm. i asked my 94 year old mother yeah. can you look in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself and she said no and oh. i don't even get into it but see you're lucky because you came up in a time when there's more information it's yeah. not what happened to you it's what happened to your parents yeah. your mother is really phenomenal to be able to say that yeah so you have to find out what happened to her to make her flip she could have gone the other way very easily very easily but she looked at you and said no no baby <laughs> i told my sons i say this i'd say why are you so handsome yeah. i'd say to my sons and their answer was because my mother's beautiful and my father's handsome I, I love teach, that. I teach that to all kids. Oh, that's I always see so any little beautiful. kid, I say, why are you so beautiful? Even if they're adopted, it doesn't yeah. matter. Mm -hmm. Why are you so handsome? Why are you so beautiful? Because my mommy's beautiful and my daddy's handsome. I love that's always that. that. These little things that you can say to each other, to mm -hmm. your kids and stuff, adds so much mm -hmm. depth to yourself. It makes you understand yeah. this is a journey all of us are on. Yeah. If you can hear this, you're on that journey. Mm -hmm. It's not the destination, it's the same for all of us. We're mm. all gonna die. Mm. That's the destination. Mm. But on the way there, let's party! <laughs> let's have a good time, you know, and do something. <laughs> yes. Right, you got, you, uh, gotta, you got to do this anyway, so why not enjoy mm. it while you're doing it? I love, thank you for saying that. I love what you just said. Yeah, I feel that way constantly. That's beautiful. So it's that. really nice to hear that in words. Are you yeah. close with your mom? I'm very close with my mom. Do you She's see an her angel. regularly? Yeah. She's here in Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and you see your father lives in the States now? Yes, he lives in uh, uh, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Georgia. Is that where he was born and raised? Uh, he's from New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. He's going to Georgia. But I can, <laughs> no, but I can understand going to the South, too, because it is so progressive now. Because they, they suffered through so much. Yeah. Mm. No, the people there, Atlanta, Georgia, all yeah. those areas, they're seriously 
on the upside. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. The States for me as a whole isn't a place I'm where, where, I'm sorry, where I'm from California. Where Los Angeles. No way. Yeah, I'm from La La Land. If you could go back in time, <laughs> mm -hmm. knowing what you know right now, okay. and see the younger Aisha, okay. what advice would you give her and what age would she be? When I was a little girl, I was very conf insanely confident and I knew that I would be a singer anyway, so I was never really scared. I thought I was an amazing singer. I thought I was great, you know, and, and I had people to guide me. And so, but after I released my album and I, while I was touring or performing and work-wise, I was doing all these, I was getting all these amazing achievements, like working with Disney, working with Zumba, you know, having all these major commercial deals and like, it was great. But during my personal life, when I'd go through like a heartbreak or when I'd lose a best friend or stuff like that, I felt like it was the end of the world. I couldn't move. I couldn't get out of my bed. I couldn't even go to work. And I was just absolutely broken. And I felt like I was going to die. But I feel, I, to her, I want to tell her, it's not the end of the wor world. Like, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay and you think you're gonna die now, but there's so much waiting ahead for you. And this life is amazing. Just look forward to it. Wow. <laughs> Couldn't end on a better note. Asha, oh, thank, thank you, you so much, sweetheart. Thank you so That's much. wonderful. <laughs> 200 episodes. You just got to see Aisha give you some of her life. I wanna thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And always remember, it's all on loan. So continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed.